The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Shock to the chest and ready And welcome to the first episode of 2020 of Chop to the Chest Radio, baby! Woo! It's your boy Chevy Shop Radio, the excellence of podcast execution. And with me is always my man, Mr. 409, Nate Loss. Tell him what it is, baby. It's your boy, Nate 409, most definitely in the building all day, every day. And man, Chevy, man, we got a special guest, man, an awesome cat, man. You know what? I don't usually talk to people with masks, but this guy, I don't know. I got a good feeling about him this time, all right, man. All right. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Tell Tell the people who we got in the building, man, baby. This guy goes by so many names, man. He's uh, the F-16 of the road. He call, AKA that guy there. AKA that guy <laughs> who owed me $20. He'll pay me tomorrow. <laughs> There's so many names. But we might know him simply as the mysterious Q. Oh, and sometimes out of the mask, just Q. We're in that. Mr. Q, how you doing, baby? Man, I'm doing good after that intro. Th- there's, that people, was, there's people losing <laughs> their mind right now. They never heard you talk. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. They're like, I'm talking everywhere, man. Everywhere. Hey, I'm, I'm a little intimidated because it's what sort of deep, so I feel I know. Yeah, bring my little deep. I feel, oh, like, I know you are my, my uh, wrestling Barry White over here, my, my <laughs> partner in crime, and we got another deep voice on the, on the Mi- podcast. Mixtape coming soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. but I just want to let Girl. people know, Nate's talking to microphones that aren't even hooked up right now. We got one mic hooked up. He's leaning in another one. You man, can't hey, see man, him, I'm the, uh, look, I can make anything alive, wired right. up. Come on, let's get it. Let's, let's get it in the journey that is Mysterious Q. And let me just tell you, as a, as a fan watching you over probably, let's say, 8, 10 years I've been following um, you know, reality of wrestling, man, um, just watching you go from Everywhere, I'm kind of, kind of, kind of the main stage back then, pulling the mask off, putting the mask on, and your most recent heel turn, which let me tell you, I'm a keep it real, keep it heel dude, brother. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, man, for a while you were like the, uh, I know this is going to sound strange, the white meat baby face, um, just you were, 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 were cute, all the kids loved you, all the, and I was a guy in the crowd that just hated that whoever that guy was. Or, or, or what are you yeah. trying to say? Are you trying to say that Q had John Cena I, I, I remember a time there was just kids loving Q anytime he came out, right? And, and I was kind of like, whatever, man. This last heel turn you did, bro. I, I've never. I'm. 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 Be honest with you, brother to brother. I've never. I've never cheered for the Q. You know. I've never been like, ah, oh, it's just Q. Whatever. Da da da. Kind of. Because you were that in my head. That John Cena, all the kids love. Da da da. He's the. He's the. Yeah. The fake. You pulled that mask off, bro. And I'm the. I'm up here just clapping. The, the kid in me just popped. Because I don't think anything's sexier than a heel turn, my man. Let me ask you. We're gonna kind of jump around like Pulp Fiction today. That's How'd cool. that make you feel? Um. I was happy to do it. I mean, right. at the time, it was like a long time coming. Like, a lot of people said I should have got rid of the mask a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But this time, like, it was for a reason that I wanted. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I had no choice, first off. <laughs> but, I mean, it was like, hey, you're losing it, so I lose it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that you're, was like. He's like, you're lucky I wanted to use yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you know I wanted to. You, I was going to. You're lucky. We're on the same page. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I it was the right timing because it was the right moment. Like everything with with taking the mask off and the story that stemmed from it came yeah. like straight from the heart and how I was feeling and basically from what you were saying how like a lot of the kids liked me. Yeah. But like it would be like some of the fans like yeah. that's mid age and, and up, they were just kinda like, eh. Yeah. And it's like, man, dude, Well, like, it's it's been it's been so long and, and that kinda yeah. leads us to our how long have you been wrestling, my brother? Oof. Um in June, I think it'll be thirteen years. 13 you know, you know, it's a long years. time when you have somebody quit you like, oof. They just make dad noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> look at this lawn. <laughs> um, you know, um, so man, and that, and that's why you know, ever, ever since I seen you, and I think when you did pull off before, I think I had kind of fallen out of row, not really fought. Uh, following the product at that time so when I came back you were back in the mask yeah. already um, so in my head and that's what I said it was just like oh it's Q he's the, the baby face all the kids love da, da 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 so to see this turn to see that aggression to see that and so what you're saying even behind the scenes we're talking a little bit before that aggression is coming from from a real spot of just yeah. being fed up we come on this we're, we're chopping the chest radio baby we're, we're a love letter to local wrestling and everything seems you know um, smiles and giggles and wrestling's amazing and wrestling's beautiful and we 1,000% agree with that. Yeah. But there's another side being a wrestler. First of all, all of y'all wrestlers, and I'm talking to the two men sitting across from me, there's got to be something wrong in your heads. Like, wrestling is not just something a normal, everyday person wakes up and goes, you know what, I'm going to throw my body against this mat and jump off top ropes into... I hope somebody catches me. You know what I'm saying? And and um, so there's already just a subculture. Wrestlers are just a different breed of people. Yeah, you know what definitely. I'm saying? So those are the stories we're trying to hear, trying trying to. So so as a 13-year vet in the game, what are some of the things that, that are running through your head at this point that you were like, man, no, I'm feeling this frustration. What, what frustrates um, you about the business? All right. I didn't know we were going here so early, but we in it. Yeah. We might not hear the, me, the beginning let, of you. Let, let, let me get the thoughts together. Let, Woo, me, let me filter it. Let me all filter right, it. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, for me, like, I felt, um, first off, like, a lot of things in the business, like, the years just fly by. Like, yeah. They, they fly by so fast. And I always got tired of hearing, oh, man, you should be this. Like, you should you should have been signed. You should have been somewhere. And, like, although, like, that, that is 100% true. 100% of it is not always on me. Yeah. Because there's this, I might get some some heat for this, but there's this misconception or this idea, not misconception, because there's this idea that you work hard every day, train, grind, do what you're supposed to do, then no doubt about it, you'll make it to wherever you want to yeah. go. And a high percentage of that is true, but there's also a percentage of that that's not true. Like, you could do everything. You could work hard. You can be like the best guy in the room but if someone just doesn't not saying this is me just this percentage yeah. that like I'm wrestlers in general about, yeah if someone doesn't see that in you or just doesn't like the way you look or just don't like maybe you talk to a chick that they were trying to talk to or whatever yeah. they won't book you they won't try to put you in that light they will just just push you off to the side like you can mm-hmm. be there doing this but you won't go as far as a certain ceiling. Right. And you're always taught, no, man, brother, just work hard and you'll get over that. And that's not always the case. So that was, like, one of the reasons. And um, the other was, I'm going to sound real bitter. Wow. Uh, there, there <laughs> I didn't was, mean to open this Pandora yeah. box, but now we're here, baby. Um, Let's get in it. There there was a, a point where, like, these these lists were circulating the, the, um, the social media rounds, like, Oh, who who would you want to work? Or like, hey, who is the best in Texas? Yeah. Or like, who are the top talents in Texas? And I saw like a lot of like the same names. Yeah. But at a point, I'm just like, 
you know what? Like, I feel like I should be, like, somewhere up in this right. because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've changed my style up through from, like, since I first started doing, like, the high-flying stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I went more technical. And then recently I adapted, like, the Lucha style. Yeah. And now, like, I'm going to, like, a big man style. So I'm always changing these certain styles about myself. And I just felt like I never really got any credit for it or, like, I would go out there and, um, like, wrestle a match. And I'm always open for, like, what did you see wrong in that? Give me a critique right. or advice because I need to know that's the only way I could get better. And it would be a whole lot of, no, buddy, that was good. That was good. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I've been doing what I'm doing. And I'm yeah. getting nowhere. So yeah. it's kind of like that always just drove me. So when people would just come up with these lists, and I'm like, I should be on that list, but, but why I'm not on that list? I'm like, Oh, that's good stuff, but brother, you're too big to be doing this. Like, I didn't know the big man police was out here policing. <laughs> like, bro, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm like six three. I'm athletic, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go right. show it off. But like, I just hate another thing. I just hate like saying like I can't do this because I'm a certain size. If I'm if I could do it, I'll do it. I know like there's a certain place and time to do things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just look at it like. Yeah, because nobody yeah. nobody's ever impressed that Giants doing backflips. It's yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't I just, understand. Yeah, I just look at it like, stick with me. It's like I give it like the cheek, like a a cheek analogy. Like you see a chick with some like some big cheeks, you like, dang, like she got fast. And like if keep it real, like if your homeboy ain't packing heat. Mm-hmm. And he can't get past them cheeks. He go look at it and say, "Ah, uh, yeah, that's a little bit too big for me, brother." Yeah, but I can get all that. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. like, I get, so I, I like the analogy. I, like I appreciate it. it. So I'm. A, yeah. I, I don't understand what's going on right yeah. now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say right now we're on the dab. I feel you. I feel you. So I, mean, I want to get in on the dab. Come yeah. on, guys. Nah, I'm just playing. So I mean, right after this, we'll talk. Right, right after this. That's just like part of it, man. I mean, it sounds yeah. like very from a better place but it's right. something like that's very real that like I see and like it's in my head and I'm yeah. like am I tripping alright like is it so so you feel like in the wrestling business man some guys is, man you can't do that because they can't do that and, and so sense some yeah. and, and some so 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 really what you're saying is Q in the building on top of the chest radio talking about breaking barriers nothing stopping to. this man yeah. nothing stopping this man and I think I'm hearing you talk about all these styles and I'm just a dude in the crowd who am I I don't know you know I'm just a guy who loves wrestling but I think seeing somebody who can adapt and bring a little bit of element of every single one of those, that's what's going to make people pop. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, to our listeners, we're going to throw this out on Facebook. If you disagree with me, agree with me, throw in the comments or whatever. Yeah, let me but know. I, so like, let Q know. He's asking. He's being real. Maybe He's I'm out of loop, the game. You know, yeah. He's trying to get to a new level. What can we do to help Q get to a new level? And, I, man, I've seen you wrestle, man. And, and that's what, like, we we're talking. Like, oh, it's just Q. You never disappoint. You know what I'm saying? But I, I've even noticed, like like I said, you have changed your styles. And, and I, I never, now that you say it, I noticed it and didn't notice it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember you jumping off top ropes and doing high-flying stuff. And now I see you, like you said, you're wrestling kind of big man style, yeah. kind of doing lucha, kind of having a little bit of that. So I find that amazing that, um, oh, what can't you do, really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I think for a wrestler to add all those in elements, it d- will take them to a new level. So, um you might just have some haters in your, you know what I'm saying? And you, That's you know, what I, I would like think like maybe, yeah. but then it's just kind of like maybe not so much as haters, or just yeah. maybe I'm just like I'm not. Um, how would you say like I'm yeah. just not like hot like because like, I've sent like emails out to like a bunch of promotions at a yeah. point, and only one got back to me out in uh, Germany, and it was just like in the nicest way possible. It was just like you're not hot enough right now. 
Yeah. And I was just like, well, what have I been doing here? Like, yeah. you're not watching, like, this product? And right. Over 100, was it, 180,000 uh, followers on YouTube? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so. And I was just like, oh, man, like, something's got to change. Right. And, like, and that's when the list that was circulating started to, like, mm-hmm. get to me. It's like, maybe, like, they see, like, lists like these and, like, these are the names that people may not yeah. even know, but they'll gravitate to because they saw it on the list. Yeah. And it was like, well, something got to change, man. Because right. maybe they just see, like, the cute character and think I'm just, like, one-dimensional. And I'm I'm sort of all over the place, man. Like, yeah. like wit-wise, uh, the type of things that make me laugh and stuff like that. Like, I even have, like, a—I'm not saying the name of it, but, like, I have, yeah. like, a meme page out there. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just wild. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. wild. Like, I've like, heard about the memes, yeah, baby. Yeah. Like, I've heard about the memes. Yeah. Like, the, like, I'm there, and, like, if there was a way to just put that, like, into— a forum where people can see, hey, that's me. I'm not just yeah, like yeah. this scary dude in the mask who, who looks mean all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, saying that too, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know, but you actually um, had YouTube channel. I did. I actually, yeah. I actually watched some of your videos where you go in and you, you know, talk about what you're about to do. You go to the gym and actually show them workouts. Yeah. So that actually, to me, um, like. I've been knowing Q for a long time. I'm talking about a really long time. A long time. Bro. Long time. I mean, and to see him, and when you first meet Q, it's one way, but then once he opens up to you, talking and communicating, just uh, one hell of a guy, man. Truly, I was salt of the earth. I really cut for this man. And to see him doing that, I mean, when you get a YouTube channel, you're opening yourself to showing these fans, showing these people, okay, I do this, but this is also me, and this is what I do. And maybe somebody's looking at that like, man, you know what? I feel the same way. Or you're doing something to push me to be able to get to that next level. And to me, honestly, truthfully, I think that the YouTube channel, you should bring it back and show these people exactly what you're doing and how you're doing it to to get to that next level. Yeah, I probably should. I, I probably not I really should. See, ain't, ain't yeah. you I know about the YouTube channel? Yeah, I had that YouTube channel going. I had the videos out there, and it was one day I was like, I'm gonna just start over because I didn't want to put the basis of the YouTube. I was just gonna do fitness or whatever. Yeah. I didn't want to put wrestling out there. And as we get to it now, I'm like, man, you know what? I could probably just go and put wrestling out there and say like look I wrestle this is what I do like this is me behind the scenes this is how I get ready this is what I think of the match this is what I think of this person stuff like that just to let them know like hey like it's not just all put a mask on look mean walk in front of you right 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 I think I mean the mask does I think wonders for people like it, it lets you become a person that nobody knows but at the same time it stops People getting to really know yeah. you, and I think we're in a day and age where social media. So yes, we get it. Wrestling's character driven, and and you're not always what you seem. But at the same time, like um, I think I think even as fans, like wrestling can change so much for somebody. And I know that we sound insane and we sound crazy if you don't get it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Um, people, you know, I'm a barber, right? So I'm cutting hair, and people I have tons of wrestling memorabilia in my shop, and da da da. People always try. People that don't get it always try to. Uh, 
man, I just don't, I just don't get it. And I look at them and I go, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. and they don't. They're like, oh, they get kind of offended. You know what I'm saying? But wrestling's so magical. You can change somebody's life just by yeah. putting on this match and bringing them, just get them sucked into this world that that just for an hour and a half, for two hours, for three hours, for 17 hours. If you're putting on a WWE pay per view, whatever, however long they go these days, but they can just forget about the craziness that's going on yeah. in their life and be sucked into this world of superheroes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real live superheroes that are right in front of you. Well, um, speaking on that, go ahead. So something that happened in Q's life that made him, I want to be a wrestler, something, put, I want to put this mask on, something in it to constantly grow and evolve like he's doing now. So that's like, um, Chop the Chest Radio, we're telling these stories, we're right. getting this information out, we're pushing it it's to, so they got a guy listening to this right now who wants to do what he's doing. Right. Feeling the same way he's feeling. And right now he's he's listening to that he's understanding now it's like man he feels the same way I do next thing you know he hits Q up and hey man I feel what you're saying I feel what you're doing hey keep pushing keep persevering so when you get to that point where you're like man I don't know what else to do that one text that one me that one message yeah and it says hey dude hey I feel you keep keep rocking keep doing what you're doing and that pushes you to keep going right yeah and this is super early in the podcast for where we're going this what do you what do you got for somebody out there like that q you're 13 years in the game you're frustrated what would you tell somebody uh, else feeling the same way because that person probably listening like man i've been out here i've been doing these shows i've been doing this and i'm not getting i'm not getting <laughs> nothing and i want to let me say I, this I stop. on the flip side when i'm on social media and i'm flipping through God knows whatever promotion in Texas, your face is on a lot of these flyers. So there's a cat out there who's just trying to get signed to one. You know what I'm saying? And they're yeah. coming up and they're trying. I'm just saying that's the other, um, the, the flip side of that. But what would you tell somebody who's there's a few things? One, yeah. remember like remember why you started. Mm-hmm. Um, two, you got to have like a a super honest circle. Like before we got on, we were talking about like just people being honest. Right. Like when you have like those people that's honest and they'll tell you straight up like. Hey, this is not a good look. Hey, you, you need to work on this a little bit more. When that's constantly around you, you you have no other choice but to adapt to that, or it's your fault. Yeah. I look at a lot of my things sometimes, and I'm just like, ah, I didn't like that. And some people get that confused with confidence. Mm-hmm. But really, I grew up watching this since I was a kid, like mm-hmm. like infant stages. My, my family were marks. So I've seen every level and era of this up until now. And I've seen the good stuff, and I've seen the bad stuff. And when you see the good, you know what the good stuff looks like. And, like, if your work and craft is not looking like that, then, like, you sh- it should click in your head. You shouldn't be delirious, like, oh, maybe, like, watch it over a few times, then it looks good because you conditioned to it. Like, no, like, if it looks bad the first time, you need to work on fixing it. So, like, I would say, like, somebody like that just, like, critique be very critical of your own work until like you can look at it from like a peripheral vision like man that looked good oh wait that was me doing that type deal yeah so I mean the best thing is just honesty and remember why you started I'm gonna get into that as we're sitting here we are in the world gym Booker T's world gym arena here at reality of wrestling if you hear the voices and whatever in the background they're cutting promo classes um, because they are and we're just jumping into some sponsorship here paying some bills baby mm-hmm. um, reality of wrestling is our sponsor and a man for hands down every single person we talk to uh, best school in the Houston area a lot would say even in Texas to get guys from from a, from never setting foot in the ring to the level they need to be out you're trained by Booker T and some of the best trainers I would say in the nation 
Nation. Just a shout out to Reality of Wrestling. Thank you so much for letting us use their facilities. If you have not checked out a Reality Wrestling show, you are missing out. And if you're a wrestling fan, I don't even think you can call yourself a wrestling fan. Reality of Wrestling, probably some of the best local wrestling you'll ever see in the city of Houston, Texas. Um, check out their YouTube channel. Again, a hundred and over 180,000 um, know, followers. Um, man, and this is where you can see the Q. Mysterious Q, or he's going by Q, rip off that mask and become the, the keep it real, keep it heel um, guy that he is now, which I'm super excited about. So check them out, Reality Wrestling, on YouTube and in person in Texas City, Texas. Q, we're talking about why did you get in this crazy business in the first place? What drove um, you to it? It was always like a dream, mm-hmm. but coming from New Orleans, like... New Orleans? Yeah, New Orleans, Louisiana, there was no... There was really no like avenue to to like get into wrestling. Right. Let so, me ask you this: yeah. um, New Orleans. How long were you? Did you live in New Orleans? Did yeah, you grew up born in New and Orleans? raised until um, the 2005. Katrina. Okay. Katrina. Katrina misplaced me, and um, that's, I know it's not really wrestling. You want to talk about that at all? Um, yeah, I don't mind yeah. going through um, that. I mean, what what? It was very. How weird. old were you at this time? I was 17. Okay. Um, senior year of high school. I had just asked this girl. To um, to go to the senior ring dance with me, been like kind of crushing on it through all these, all these years. Mind you, this is a all boy private school, so she's had an all girls school, but she was part okay. of the cheerleading squad. She's like, yeah, I'll go. Finally got her to go that day. It was yeah, <laughs> it was like a Thursday or a Friday, and you wanted you had to take a six hour driving class to get to like your permit and then yeah. release your license. Took that class. They said a hurricane was coming, category five, very bad or whatever. I'm just like. Yeah, whatever. Because before this, the history of New Orleans was all these hurricanes and storms would come towards us and then veer off. Mm -hmm. So we had two that came like that prior that summer. So it just kept going off. So we're like, we're straight. Yeah. And nothing's stopping me from taking this girl out. Yeah. So we have to. I'm in 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 an all boys school. This is the one chance yeah. I'm getting. Forget all y'all. Yeah, so I was like, I mean, I was sure. like Through hell or high water. We got good. fitted for the tux and everything. Uh-oh, uh, So we, we have to leave and go to uh, Mississippi. So we drive to Mississippi. We still catch it. And I'm looking at, like, the sky. This is, like, country, country, Mississippi. Yeah. I think, like, Yazoo. I'm looking at the sky, and, like, you sort of see, like, the form, this, uh, clouds, like, forming in this circle area. And, like, trees getting knocked down. And I'm like, man, power goes out. I'm like, I know we're fine. And I live, like, right up the street from UNO, Lakefront Arena. And they show, like, the city. I'm like, damn, all these houses underwater. But I know we straight. Yeah. And they show, like, the Lakefront Arena, like, the um, football field. And it just looked like a bowl of cereal. And I was like, yo. And around that time, all the cells were down. The only thing that worked was um, what, what, next what, Who were you with? Where were, where were you at? You on a bus? You with uh, family? Actually, I was, with, I was with family in Mississippi. Okay. Because that's where we had. Y'all um, left already? Yeah, we had left. Did you have your little girl with you or no? No. No, oh, she, she was, didn't went with her family? <laughs> I wish. You're like, I ain't seen her since. Uh, I haven't. No! <laughs> but I know she's all right because she ended up going. Like, I went to Mississippi. She ended up going to college. She ended up going to Southern Miss. Okay. I know that. But, um. Oh, you had, girl. Yeah, we mm. got. Um, Come on, this whole podcast could be rekindling. Anyways, continue. Nah, Hope you don't have a girlfriend. I'm just joking. It's cute. And there's a Mrs. Q right out now. there. Nah, uh, ladies, you heard it first. Top of the chest radio. Um, so, like that happened, and I, we, I ended up going to Texas, and now I'm going to like a 
um, like co-ed school. I'm like, all right, I'm down with this. And you're but, still senior in high school at this point? Yeah, senior high okay. school. So, like, it kind of messes up a lot of things. Like, we finally go back to where they let us in the city, and I see the house, and, like, everything downstairs is messed up. Yeah. Everything upstairs is fine. But a lot of, like, old wrestling tapes and, like, I recorded pay-per-views and stuff, all gone. Um, so through that, like, I graduated, but I still I felt empty, like, that senior yeah. year. Like, it was hard to explain back then, but now you're just, like, I was just going through the motions. Like, I didn't want to go to, to graduation because I couldn't go to... Where to you like, went to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where I went to school. Because mm-hmm. that diploma looks better than Hastings mm-hmm. on on any job interview. Um, so I went through, like, a, a phase of just, like, not doing nothing. Like, yeah. And um, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but, like, I yeah. saw... Like an episode of Hogan Knows Best, and like Nick was trying to like be a wrestler, and I looked at, I was like, I can do that. Like, and so we're like, talking about the Hulk Hogan show. Yeah, Hulk Hogan show. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I can probably do this, and um, it started to play in my mind that like I probably wasn't gonna leave New Orleans, New Orleans, if Katrina didn't happen. I don't know what I would have done. I probably a lot of people say this, but I know like how I was living in New Orleans and the, the friends that I had like. I've probably been, like, dead on jail, like, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, that happened, and a lot of people died in that. And I look at that as that was my ticket, and that was, like, God's way of showing me, like, hey, it's time for you, like, to... This is the reason this happened, so you can have this bigger picture, which is wrestling. Like, I'm misplacing you from here, and I'm putting you in a place where you can can follow these dreams and pursue this. Right. And sir, cut you off, because, but... It's like what we do, we bounce all over the place. And to get biblical, maybe, I hate to say it, but maybe that is what the plan was. Hey, this guy has so much talent and stuff, Mm -hmm. but if this doesn't happen, he will continue to stay there and something worse could happen to him. So, boom, this happens. So it uproots you, brings you over here. And like or, speed you know, up. On the other flip side, what was meant to destroy, mm-hmm. there's just hopes of light and all the darkness. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. This is super bad because that's a hard pull because yeah. so many people were messed yeah, up yeah. and whatever. Mm-hmm. But out of the darkness arises something good. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, uh, man, go, I feel that. Yeah, so like that was. Uh, side note, just wrestling's crazy like that, right? You're, so I'm guessing you're saying I'll, I'll be either dead or in jail. I was kind of thugging whatever yeah. you were doing on the streets, and now you're probably like high fiving Clay Roberts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's so weird. You know what I'm saying? It's Skipperville, weird, Skipperville, Alabama representing yeah. making podcasts. You Dalton know? County. Uh, uh, man, Clay kind of, Clay a real one, though. Like it's, oh, I love Clay Roberts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, I'm just uh, saying, like, it's it's weird because, like, we always talk about, like, there's no other place in the world me and Nate would hang out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just wouldn't. It's funny you, you said that, uh, Eric Lockhart. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. We were, like, super close at a point. Like, he was down here, like, one yeah. of the head trainers. Yeah. And so, like, till this day, we're so close. And we were coming from New Orleans one day, and he was just like, wrestling's crazy, dude, because there, no, there is no way in hell, like, we were supposed to be, we would have been friends outside of this. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Like, we had no business being friends. Right. But, like, that's just, like, the beauty of wrestling. Like, all that, the drama and stuff that's going on, like, in the outside world, in the wrestling locker room, in that ring, like, none of that matters racism, all that other dumb stuff, it don't matter in the ring. Bro. Like right. we all like it's cliche, but we, we really are. We all like family once right. we get in the ring. Right. Locker room different story, but like in the ring, man, like Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. I mean, even then, like in some family you just don't always get along with. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But you, you go to bath for them when yep. it comes down to it. You know yep. what I'm saying? You can butt heads all day in the locker room, but then if if, if another locker room Yeah, you know what I'm saying, starts somebody whatever. Else, yeah. yeah, somebody else or the outsider comes in 
um, you know, you kind of it changes changes the game. Like that's my people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Kind of like that story we was telling off the air. But mm-hmm. like we'll say it now. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about. Are we talking yeah. about the 19 year old Q story? Yeah, 19 year old right. Q story. Let's go back, <laughs> Mister 409 Nate Laws. Everybody has a Nate Laws story, and this is the Nate Law and Q story that I got. Y'all go ahead. Okay, man. So a uh, long time ago, uh, they had a company called CWE. Yeah, CWE. Yeah, Classic Wrestling Entertainment. This was run by uh, uh, Joe. I'm trying to remember Joe's Forrester. last name. Joe Forrester, uh, Buster Time, uh, Derek King, and somebody else. I'm trying to remember the name. And uh, we were doing the show. What was it in Rosenberg? Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Yeah. Rosenberg, Texas. Rosenberg, Texas. So we come out, man. Um, I've seen uh, Q a few times. Went to uh, uh, Tugboat. Uh, shout out to Tugboat, man. Good cat. Yeah. Miss him. Um, came out and um, me and Q interacting, cutting up. And so on the way in, uh, we got uh, Heidenreich comes in. For all y'all don't remember Heidenreich, back in the day, he used to write poetry. Heidenreich. You know, he big tall guy. He's from Louisiana, man. Cool yeah, cat. Too, yeah. Real cool cat. So he comes in. And some guys are right behind him. Heinrich gets out the car. Heinrich is like, what, 6'5"? Yeah, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 pulling out this small little Dobson going <laughs> 999 miles an hour in this parking lot. Skirt! Hop out. Let's go. You want to go? No, let's go now. And he taps me like, yeah, let's be ready. I got my boy now. Let's go. And these two dudes hop out the car. And, like, I kind of look at him like, Oh, we about to fight. So they walk in kind of kind of slow, and one dude walks around. Well, describe them. describe the other dudes. Uh, they were uh, some short Hispanic guys. So, so they were like, like they were right? they I were can say they business. were like anything for Salinas, like that kind of vibe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Long dickies had probably had lokes on. All right. yeah, actually, I remember one dude. He had jeans, white tee, and like a black jacket. The other dude, yeah. I don't know what he was wearing. Oh, yeah. But like one dude walks, starts to walk towards the back. So I'm thinking, like, I mean, I just I was sort of ignorant at this point, so I would have been down to fight. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. Oh yeah. I see that dude walk around the back to the trunk. I, I started hitting them back pedals. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, When somebody. they go for the trunk, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Okay. I was like, ooh. But our saving grace, mm-hmm. man, shout out to old Buster Time, man. Who was a wrestler? Yes. Who was a wrestler. That's the right. ultimate bad guy. Yep. Okay. In this day, he was the ultimate good guy. Yes, right. sir. So, so the, the he, ultimate bad guy in the ring, in real life, what'd he do? Yeah, he is a sheriff. Okay. okay. I'm talking about, and this was no small guy. Yeah. I'm talking about Buster, big old cat, solid. Like, yeah, it was like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like almost 300. Yeah, maybe. solid. So the whole situation coming out. He comes out of the it's arena. It's Heinrich, Nate Laws, Mysterious Q yeah. standing in this park. I was thinking Silky out there too at a point. Just looking. It was a few of us because we were just standing outside. Trying to get into the arena. Yeah. So. Essays pull up. Something happened on the, on the, on the alcohol, highway. Yeah. They jump out. It's, it's going down. It's about to happen. Okay. So Buster comes out and he comes out serious. I'm talking about he's walking out there. He has on his bulletproof vest. He has on his badge. So he goes up there to the cute man. He first he came out like there's a scene in Bad Boys when Mike Lowry <laughs> just come across the scene. That's how he came out. But he had this walk like Denzel Washington though, just like walking. Hey fellas, what's up? Grab one dude by his belt buckle, hacked him up against the car. God what's the problem? Dumb. What's the problem out here? Pass him down. What's that? You got any? You got any weapons on you? No, no. What's that in the car? Like, cause they was drinking or whatever. Yeah. You know that's an offense right there. I could take you to jail right now. And I'm just looking like. Man, he just went and saved all this, bro. Yeah. And he like just like put him in their place and made him send sent them on their way. And I was just looking like, and I remember looking at Silk and he just goes, 
damn. <laughs> <laughs> you just diffused all that. Yeah, you know, it's like, man, quickly. you just saved us. And the tripped out part was just, just as quick as it happened, everything else went back to normal. We uh, started uh, prepping, getting ready for the show. And, I mean, it was just handled. Yeah. Right? And so, to me, that was like... Wrestling the people, whether you rock with each other, whether you don't, we gonna look after our own. Yeah, you know, so that's it, how it really should be. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna make fun of you, but somebody else, no, 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 no. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. I'm not gonna let you get get whooped in a in a bar or something like that. Yeah. Like, even if I don't like, I mean, maybe maybe like the first few times, he's like, like oh, I might get a, get a couple punches in. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's see let's see what he handled. But once they, right. they start getting you, all right, cool. I'll, I'll step in for you. Right, right, right. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, um. We're backing up kind of on the Q story. Um, you talking about you've been watching wrestling since you were a kid. Yeah. What wrestlers inspired you that when you were a kid, you remember, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to do that. I know you said Nick, Nick Hogan was your biggest inspiration. but <laughs> uh, I mean, he played his role. Uh, I would say what? Um, Sting, Ultimate okay. Warrior. Um, face painting guys yeah, covering the face. face. Pain, I see yeah. where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost was going to go that route. Um, yeah. I would say Hogan at a point. Um, Shawn Michaels, definitely. People make fun of me. I have a signed Hulk Hogan boot in my barbershop. Like, it's a red boot, yellow, you know, signature. Um, and people are like, oh, is that some people just super pop? And then my, my, my shout out to Big Mike the Barber. He don't really get wrestling, you know. He's like, what is that, Ronald McDonald boot? Every day he tries to convince people, oh, Ronald McDonald signed that boot. <laughs> and I get Hogan, man. And it's not it's not this name or that oh, glorious, uh, you know, American, say your prayers, eat your vitamins anymore. But Hogan is a representation of 1980s and 1990s wrestling. Without Hogan, wrestling doesn't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it'll be there, but there's no way wrestler would be what it is today without Hogan. Yeah, he definitely so. carried the, the the torch in that era to keep it. Yeah. Because that was the, like the... I mean, depending on the platform it is, I don't say to keep it. I say to launch it. Like, I mean, I think wrestling was there, and it was kind of like the sideshow, and it was cool for the wrestling fans. But to be on a national stage, uh, I don't think you do without Hogan. I mean, go ahead. I do respect me. I definitely get it. But some people say it's split because uh, Hogan represented everything from, like, New York up there. Mm -hmm. And then um, you had NWA, you had Ric Flair, you had Dusty Dusty. down south. So Hogan and WWF back in the day, that was sort of like it was called the up northern promotion. Yeah. And down south it was a little bit more grittier, you know, junkyard. Yeah. I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. But do you feel like Dusty and Flair were on the same level as Hogan? As far as I don't know if popularity. Flair and Dusty were on the same level. I don't no, know. I don't think like, so. I think because you ask people, they'll be like, Ric Flair. They'll say, like, oh, like that boy Ric Flair uh-huh. more often than they'll say, like, Dusty. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dusty well, was well, way more, like, if you look Rick at Flair it. Ric Flair has yeah. become a pop culture icon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, I mean, Migos. Yeah. You know, and, and so... Um, I get it. Like he, but but more people I think know Ric Flair for his swagger than they do his wrestling. Yeah, yeah. you know, which and I would think like Dusty was more of that lane too of this, all the people who like would be like Ric Flair. Like Dusty was them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I mean he was out. I mean Flair didn't really dance. He bragged about stuff, but he mm-hmm. didn't like dance yeah. and like have that like 
that twang. Yeah. Right? And Dusty had that. Dusty was more people's level, but right. working man. So yeah, but he yeah. didn't get that. I, I mean, Flair, 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 Flair had the flair, the, the glasses, the gold, the the wheeling, dealing, kiss, dealing. You can give Dusty anything, and he'd put it over. Yeah. You can put me in polka dots. I will dance with a little black lady in the yeah. middle of the ring and you make it work. Sapphire, you know? baby, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I did. I'm, I'm more, and I, you know, what I'm saying I feel Dusty. Like I like Dusty because I, I, I was a chunky kid growing up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I saw this chunky dude in the ring dancing, going over. I didn't know the polka dot thing was a was a, almost uh, from what I hear. You know, Vince kind of put it on him to to bury that's, him a little that's bit. The story out here that's the story yeah. too. You know, and he turned it. He turned it. Now you look you know, as a kid. I remember seeing signs in the the crowd, just polka dotted signs flip all over the arena. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, man, I'm I am a Dusty Rhodes fan. As like I said, as a chunky kid, he gave me hope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe one two, I can dance with a black lady. <laughs> I um, you know, probably good, yeah. so yeah, thanks. <laughs> Anything's thanks. possible. Yeah, yeah, you know, them and the hot boys always gave me hope. <laughs> you know, so um. I didn't mean to cut you off on that, but but uh, I was just trying to, you know, I give props to Hogan. That's where I all started. Um, Shawn Michaels, maybe you said? Yeah, Shawn Michaels. Um, what did you like about these particular wrestlers? Sting, he was just flashy, man. He had the, the little Hakeem rat tail mm, type yeah. gimmick. I remember having one of those, too, as a kid. Um, Warrior, probably like the same thing. He just seemed savage, just out yeah. there, like. Not listening, running all over the place, which was probably me as a kid. Right. Um, you Hulk, know, Hogan tired before he yeah. got in the ring, but yeah. I mean, you know, it was all about the entrance, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hogan probably because that's what I was just programmed to like. He was yeah, yeah. always ending the shows. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Shawn Michaels. They came around like the time of like like the mid nineties, and I don't know, man. It was. Maybe it was like the super kick and like he was just like the boy toy or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I was. Boy. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Mm. Like yeah. singing that in class, not not getting no girls. But. <laughs> you need a, a queen, you know, sensational queen Sherry. You know, somebody probably should have like, one of those. A yeah. little little wild, maybe not the prettiest. They're not all ten, son. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know, man. I, look, I was maybe a little off the record, but I was looking back at like some old stuff, like. Sherry was, I mean, she, she had a thing. She was kind of cute. Yeah, oh, man, I was I like, you. she had I a mean, thing. Or? I was always I, I a Luna Vachon kind of guy, but oh, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They both just got up and left. I was just kidding. <laughs> 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 you don't even know where to go with that commercial like, right now. Like, <laughs> speaking of commercials <laughs> I'm trying this live commercial thing I'm going to shout out to um, Riot Barber Studio in Santa Fe, Texas that is 1100 Highway 6 um, your boy Chevy Shavria we opened a barber studio it is Riot Barber Studio like we said before tons of wrestling memorabilia you're stuck in a chair with me 30 to 45 minutes let's talk some wrestling if you're a wrestling fan come see your boy at Riot Barber Studio in Santa Fe, Texas you know Get your hair did. You Let's pro- have a riot, baby. Go you ahead. Just promo, you said I promo. It's one of our sponsors. We, we record there sometimes. Okay. When we kicked out other places to record. You know what I'm saying? That's all we got. Yeah, so I'm keeping it real, over. keeping it yeah, here. You know it. what I'm saying? I got, somebody's got to put me over. I'm the only one. <laughs> Mysterious Q. We're here in the journey. We're hearing little, little Q running around, um, liking these wrestlers. What, what do you remember um, your first, I know you said kind of as a kid, your first memories of wrestling? Um... I remember, like, being in bed. Like, this one always sticks out, and this is, like, the earliest memory. Like, I had to be, like, a, a kid, like a maybe two or one. Um, I remember rolling over, and I think, like, Papa Shango had just messed some dude up with some voodoo or whatever. He was, just, like, covered in it. Was the, it was the warrior. I don't know if it was the warrior. It was, like, a jobber, but, like. Oh, okay. Because I remember the warrior. Because I remember when the warrior was bleeding green down yeah. his face. I, I still don't know how they did that, but continue. But, like, this guy was just, like, all, like, messed up and just, like, convulsing, like, on the mat. And, like, 
that may be they may not be the like the exact time, but that was like my first memory of it. Right. My mom said she knew I was gonna be like into it as a kid. She was changing my diaper and I kinda rolled over and I was all over the place crying and like wrestling was on the You talking about diaper diaper, diaper cue. cue, yeah. And like I just stopped. Stopped crying and just like looked looked at the T V and was just like let her change my diaper and everything was just focused on the T V. So it's beautiful. This is the earliest yeah, wrestling yeah. member we've had on Chocolate yeah. Chest Radio. So we got there. all kinds of things from Q. I'm liking what's going on right now. Yeah, so like there was like I guess it was mid south back then. So I can remember a, a truck coming up and like we're all waiting. Like wrestling's over at this point, like super over. So we're all like waiting for like people to come up and there was this van and it was like at the time, like I didn't know him, but Stone Cold was in there. But I recognized Flying Brian. Like he was coming out of there. Um, it was somebody else, maybe like Z Man or somebody. Um, and the, I remember the main event that night was Sting and Rick Rude. And like Rick Rude won, and I was just like, what? And like after, like I'm just used to TV going off, and I'm looking, and Sting's just like on the mat, just selling like after everything. And I'm like, is he really hurt? Like trying to go back home to watch Saturday night to see if I see that on TV and it's not I'm just like I don't, I don't get what's the deal yeah, yeah. But that's like my earliest memory of like my first show and stuff like that so you're uh you're coming to Houston well you ended up in Houston after Katrina yeah or Mississippi for a little while or you Mississippi just... until like we saw it was bad then we came to Houston what drove you out of Houston uh, we had a cousin out here who was like, y'all could come stay with us. Okay. And it was more like opportunity out there too. Yeah. Like my something, mom was working different. yeah, for the VA. So they they kind of relocated her to like the Houston area. So that's so pretty much what that was. So, so you're seeing Nick Hogan on TV. You said, I can do that. What were your first steps in remembering like, this is what I'm going to do? Did you... Did you uh, tugboat? I heard is, yeah, is tugboat, that the yeah. first the first steps you went into, and how did how did that come about? Um, I was it almost did happen. Uh, Back up for for the casual listener. Let's talk about Tugboat Taylor. I'm yeah. guessing right. Tugboat, yeah. Nate Laws, Mister Q, tell me about Tugboat Taylor. Man, they, and I heard you sir, he's passed away. So. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. Man, Tugboat, I it's somebody I. It's hard for me to put into words. Uh, probably Q can. I only met him a few different times, but every time that I met him, he talked to me like I was his kid. Like I just. They, and, and this is not the earthquake and tugboat. Yeah, this he is not him. Let me. Misconception yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like Actually, I met him once at a, at a Comic Con. They had during the wrestling show, and I was like, hey, you're the tugboat. And he's like, that's not me, man. Yeah. And, and so, like, he explained the whole deal to me. There's so I just want our listeners to know. The tugboat, the original. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, he was very upfront, very honest. Uh, we all, we didn't always get along, but he would let me know, like straight up, like a lot of people don't like me because I tell it how it is. You won't like what I'm about to tell you because it's the truth. He was always honest, um, but always nice too. Like he he would be blunt, but like he would always be nice to you too. Um, if it always goes back to like telling how it is. He always just told it how yeah. it is. Like if you sucked, like you sucked, he would let yeah. you know. There was some people he's like, I'm not gonna take your money for you to come to this school because like you're not progressing and like you you probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. He was um You feel like in this day and age of wrestling there's there's enough of that going on? There's definitely not enough of that going on. People are just, I mean, because you can't you can't be that blunt and that honest these days because mm-hmm. 
although it's wrestling and like what's the locker room should stay the locker room type deal um and not everything is meant to like jab you is to right. like let you know like hey like this is the brutal honest truth of it i think some places it is but like there definitely needs to be more of that but it can't with today's society and everything like that. i want to get more into that tell me a little bit more about tugboat um tugboat what else about tugboat man um It's, <laughs> he always had these crazy analogies and stories. Um, Let's talk about the first time you met him. Uh, the first time I met him, it was... It took me three times to, to finally go to the school. The first time I drove past the school, I was too shy. So, like, I saw where it was, and I just kept going. The second time, like, I got out, and I could hear, like, the slams, and I could see it. It's just this warehouse, bummy warehouse. And so I leave. And like the third time, I remember my mom saying, just don't let me down type deal. And I was like, all right, let me go. Um, he welcomed me right in, like, hey, what's up? And like, we started talking. And um, he said, yeah, you could learn how to wrestle, get some money, get the money, then you get you a nice little girl. Everything works out. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was sold right there. I was yeah. like, all right. So, Talk about, do tell it like it yeah. is. So like, um, like, as soon as, like, everybody's first day in, he lets them, like, go run the ropes and take a bump. Yeah. Um, everything just started going. Like, I just went in full force, took the bump. It was fine. Ran the ropes for a while. Everything was just, like, clicking very fast. And I was like, all right, like, I can do this. So it took me about three months to finally, like, get the money up and, like, started paying. Um, he was very, like, at the time, like, he was sort of in the ring and sort of not. Like, before later days, he just wasn't in the ring. Yeah. Um. It's crazy because he told me, like, things that I end up hearing from, like, Steamboat and Bret Hart later down the road. Mm-hmm. But like, at the time, I just didn't... I heard it, but I didn't, like, really grasp it because I'm like, this is Tugboat, like... How old were you this time? Still 18. Because everything happened kind of fast. Like, yeah. within three months, I was just supposed to be, like, wrestling. Yeah. But I broke my wrist. So that put a pause on things. Um one thing, like, Tug was very stuck in, like, uh, at the time, it was like an old school way of you can't go work for this person, you can't go work for that person. So, like, me just being loyal, like, I stuck to it. Yeah. But, like, at a point, it was just like, I need to get more, like, more, like, bookings. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're fast forwarding a little bit, so. Um, How many years were you with Tug? I was with him until about, I was like three, four years. Okay. And then uh, some like some new things happened, and then I ended up leaving. At a point, like, I came back, and, like, we rekindled everything. And um, it's where, like, he always kept an eye on things. Like, yeah. I just thought, like, we had heat, and we really didn't. It was just we had a disagreement on things. But, right. like, he always kept an eye on me on things. and Because um, he cared. Yeah, yeah, and I was his, I was his, his student. I mean, yeah. I still can't, like, he was my first trainer. Like, if it wasn't for him, like, I wouldn't be in the business. And, like, a lot of things that he taught me still holds way till this day. Um, But it was a point, like, I went, this is when I knew, like, things was getting serious. Because I would see Chaz a lot, but I wouldn't see Tug. And it was a point I went to the school and Tug wasn't there. And it was just DJ. And he was like, yeah, I just run things now. Like, he'll come, like, every now and then, but not all the time because he's sick. And, um... I saw Chaz, and he was like, yeah, um, dad kind of fell down um, an escalator. And I was like, oh, damn. And so, like, and then my mom worked at the VA, 
And she was like, yeah, Tugboat's in here. And I was like, we just had a show. Like, why is he in there? And show you how, like, stubborn and, like, strong Tugboat was. Yeah. Tug had a heart attack at the show. At his show? At his show. Had a heart attack. Didn't tell nobody. Wait, paid everybody or whatever, and then left and went to the hospital. Like, you got a heart attack, you're not telling nobody. Like, you, you sit there, you take it as a man. Like, you just go. So, I mean... That, was, that takes a different amount of strength, but also that like that's very stubborn. Yeah, but I mean, that was tough. Yeah. And what's one thing you think about him all the time that when you're in that ring, like one thing you do or one thing that comes up, one thing he showed you? Um, it's always like the the running the ropes. Like there's different styles of running yeah. the ropes. He was very set on his way of running the ropes. So no matter how I would hit the ropes, it's it always reminds me of him because he would always be like armpit, armpit, hip, knee. And like, I'll go there, but if I'm running drills and I'm tired, like that, that forms tends to fade and I'll just go back. Like, it'll just be like all back hitting the ropes. So always just hitting the ropes. And um, the the main thing was uh, always left foot forward. And he had this analogy, everything you do is left foot forward. Jacking off, left foot forward. <laughs> Talking to a chick, left foot forward. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he had his analogies, man. But I, And the reason I bring that up, because everywhere I go in the little bit of time I've spent on the scene of Houston wrestling, Tugboat Taylor name comes up. Yeah. He's a legacy of Houston wrestling. And if we're, we're a love letter to local wrestling for all these new listeners or all these people who are just falling into wrestling or, or think that Roe's the end and be all of it. It's not. And we love Roe and we love what they do. But there's so much and there's so much history in Houston wrestling um, that sometimes we do need to go back and just pay homage yeah. to these guys. And I think Tugboat Taylor is probably one of the um, like I said, one of the main main schools I've been here. And Texas All-Stars probably been the longest. Tugboat Taylor's I hear all the time. Yeah, um, it was like Tug, Tug trained like a lot of people from like here. Mm-hmm. Like book now has like that to where he's trained a lot of people. Yeah. But Tug, Tug trained a lot. Like a lot of people yeah. came through Tugs. Like even he said, I don't know like if he really trained with him, but like he came through. Like Book came through. Ahmed Johnson, um, Hotstar Fernandez, and Hot Stuff actually trained me. So yeah, and I mean it was. I mean it trickles down. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? It it's like it's like a grandfather. A lot of people. Like, it's your wrestling grandpa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, so man, like, I, even until now, like the only people who's really doing stuff from Tugs to keep that going, uh, Parvis, he uh, he came through Tugs. Um, and his Viking gimmick right now, yeah, I think it's fire. That's I the love best it. thing he. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. Like I looked at it and I was just like, man, Parvis even passed me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw him go to Japan. I was like, Parvis got more clout than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> And just so. shout out to our boys at Undisputed Pro Wrestling too, uh, Parvis, who's the Viking. What's his name? The Viking. What's his Viking name? Do y'all know? I just know them Paul as the Titan. Pillars. The, yeah, yeah, the Pillars of Destiny or something. Yeah, yeah man, they're on the UPW show, and they'll be uh, February seventh um, in Baycliff, Texas. Your boy, Mister Four Hundred Nine, Nate Laws, reigning, defending tag team champions, and your boy Chevy Chavarri, the excellence of podcast execution, doing the ring announcing, just, just you know, getting the boys to the ring is what I do. So, um, I'm, you know, I might be the voice of the undisputed. I'm just saying. Continue. I'm sorry, Barbies. <laughs> Yeah, just get a game promo there. real quick. Yeah, uh, promo, you know, I, I yeah, That's what I did, bro. Oh, Nate Champ over there, too? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, um, who else? And Miranda, like, she started there. Yeah. So, like, yeah. those are, like, Tugboat. main two. Yeah, main two who out there doing big things from yeah. under the Tugboat banner. I mean, 
Yeah, that's about it. So I want to back it up before we got on the tugboat, Taylor. I just want to pay a little homage to Houston Wrestling and that since you're a direct yeah. descendant of the tugboat. I just figured you'd be the perfect person to do that. Um, we're talking about wrestling today versus wrestling then. Have you run across, you don't have to name any names, you can if you want, whatever. Uh, Q just throwing people, he don't care. He's, don't just, care, he's yeah. just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, man, There's, there's. Have you, have you run across a situation or something where you're like, I cannot believe this is happening right now as far as this 19-year-old maybe millennials coming into the wrestling business and you're like, are you kidding me, bro? Like, that's not how it's done, but our times are changing, as Mr. Um, Bob Dylan says. Let me see. And if not, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just kind of digging into the wrestling business yeah, now. Like, okay, nah, because there, there are some people like, hey, okay, we're <laughs> going to wrestle. Let me send you like a long text match, like, Text message like if my if I just piss my girl off. I mean I don't have a girl. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just ladies throwing it out twice. He's single. Yeah, I'm really me. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got some listeners, baby. Like, like, hey, let's do this. How do we start off? Something here, here. Uh, reverse Rana, bang. Something pop up. Pile driver, boom. Cover one, two. You kick out. Boom. Something, something. Hit me with your cutter. I kick out, and it's like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, mm-hmm. can we tie up, brother? Like, <laughs> I don't see a tie up in here nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah. like what are we doing? Um, these days, around like this area, like in, at books, like a lot of people have, um, they're more realistic of thinking of it. Yeah. But there was a time earlier, like where kids was just like coming in, not even finishing their conditioning. Like, this is gonna be my finisher. I'm gonna have this and this, and it's okay to like to have that. Like, have that idea. Yeah. But you can't even hit the ropes, brother. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Like, can you get a front row? And I'm not, like, trying to, like, talk trash on yeah. you, but it's baby steps. It's yeah. things, like, you should do before you get to this level. Yeah. Um, well, I went to... Nate over here acting like we having a sermon. He needs to preach, brother. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I'm right. fully behind him. Yeah. Quick story. I know, this is, I know this is your show cue, but I got to interject. So... I was doing my training, getting trained by Hot Stuff Hernandez, had a couple other guys that was there. A guy comes in from Port Arthur. He's like, man, this is wrestling. I want to do this wrestling all my life. I got this opportunity. I want to come in. So I was like, okay, cool. So he comes in. He says his name is The Nightmare. He, this is, he, I got the gimmick everything. I'm going to be The Nightmare. I'm, I'm coming in, you know, haunting dreams and everything. The guy is 5'5". Five, five. I said, nightmare more like a wet dream. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, so he gets in there, and he's like, man, I know what I want to do, my finisher and everything. So we're training, uh, conditioning, then we're hitting the ropes, then we're taking bumps. I don't know what happened to the guy. He had so much trouble taking that bump. I'm talking about we worked on it like hours straight. He could not take the bump. And just to see him, and it was just like, you know how you take a bump. How does it's somebody just like, boom? Don't even think about yeah. it. Yeah. And he's like, his first one, he like laid down and rolled. Yeah. And he was like like a turtle. Like you couldn't get back up. And it was like, no, it's like this. So a couple more examples. Then he comes down again, and it's more like he's just he hits almost knocks himself loopy, legs hanging up in the air. It's like. Same but he yeah. had he had it mapped out. I was about to ask if he would have had somebody... the bump, he would have had it mapped out. Right, right, right. As long as you take that bump, he's like, oh, but I'm coming over that top rope. Oh, oh yeah, 
450, 630s, all this stuff. All right, brother, just take a bump. <laughs> or, or, or I'll tell you what, Q, how about this? The, I like it when uh, people, were, they're talking about a match, and the different moves, they don't call the move what it is. They call it, okay, so I cut me Their in. move. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I'll watch you, bro. Like, I know what your move's called. Watch out for, the, like, the, the mind killer destroyer. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that, bro? <laughs> oh, man, it just came up, man. Give me a... The hey. mind killer destroyer. Yes. It's a bulldog. It's a running bulldog, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a schoolboy. Uh, like, uh, uh, oh, so you're you're navigating through the through the waters of millennial wrestlers is what you're saying, Q. Um to to in a to a degree, like yeah. the, I I give it to him. Like the, the kids here they have a good leader in, in Gino with keeping them humble, yeah. keeping their mind like away from doing all that. Like if you there have been some people who have like that mindset of oh this 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 just mm-hmm. way out there and Gino will just bring them right into place with the right. drill or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Humble takes. Yep, mm-hmm. and everything's fine and like they're on the right path. So like you go other places and you, I can see it. like I went to um, to Vegas one time and like I know the dude, but I just know now like he uh, he probably was green, and like we're going over this tag match and he's like we need a cutoff. And he's like, yeah, something, something, how about I hit you, kick him in the face, low blow right there. And, like, I looked at the other guy, and we all at the same time was like, all right, not like a low blow, though. Like, because he was just accelerated way up here, which is sort of good in the business. Yeah. But at the same time, like, hold on, let me bring you back, little brother. Like, yeah. You got to do something else. You can't do no low blow, bro. So. <laughs> and so, um, so we're here. Q's journey, favorite wrestlers. Setting foot in Tugboat Taylor's. Where, where, how did you get from Tugboat to reality of wrestling? Um, oh, yeah, this is a good story right here. Mm. This is the recruitment story. Okay. Um, I was, yeah, I was done. I was done with Tugs. Like, yeah. At, well, tugs, what do you but, do? What do you do if you're done with your school uh, and you don't have nowhere else to go? Like, when I say done, like, I was, I mean, in wrestling, like, you really can't technically, like, learn everything or just be, like, yeah. done. Yeah. Because, the business is always changing. Like, the business is definitely different. The style yeah. is different now than it was back mm-hmm. then. Um, he was running uh, NWA Houston, I think it was at the time, a while Houston. Um, they had came in, and we just wasn't getting along. I mean, I was I was ignorant, too. Like, I was wild, so I was just like, if we got a, a, a issue, and I'm trying to tell you, hey, can I go do this show before I come to do your show? And you talk to me in certain ways. I should have had more discipline, but I was just like, man, screw all that. Yeah. Um, so I pretty much got like kicked from that promotion, which Tug just followed them and was like, you can't come here no more. And so at that point, I was just done with wrestling because I was like, you didn't have my back. Probably rightfully so. He probably shouldn't have, but yeah. Um, I was just done. So like, I had friends like Ryan Davidson, my best friend in business, and I was friends with a lot of the people at Books because we did this one promotion, IWE at the time. Um, they kept saying, oh, just come, just come to books, come to books. And I was just like, nah, I'm just done with wrestling. And like, it got to a point I stopped hanging out with them because it was always, hey, man, come to books, come to books. You should come to books. It's like, I'm not. I'm just done with wrestling. I'm not. And um, so that happened for like a year. And then it started with Kevin just messaging me, like, hey, man, why don't you just come down to books? And I'm just like, nah, bro, nah. And... It got to a point where we were all at DeMarco's, and I just got fed up with it. I was like, look, bro, I'm done with wrestling. I'm not going to books. I'm just done with this. I'm just done with it. Like, I'll watch it. I'll come and watch it, but I'm going to stop hanging out with y'all. 
if all y'all do is pressure me on, on like how much talent I have and I should come to books. Like I'm just done with it. Like I was stubborn in my head, just done. And I was out talking like with some chicks and uh, I was like, oh, I'll get back into it one of these days. And as I said that, Kevin hit me with another message and I was just like drunk, but I was like, all right, I'll do it. He's like, just test it out. Just come in, see how it is. At this point in time, was Kevin wrestling? Uh, um, on and off. He was he was more... He was starting to move into yeah, that, to that role he's in. Yeah. And, and you look at it, like with the, the options, it was either me or A.R. Fox they were going to bring in. And I look at it now like, man, you should have just went with A.R. Fox, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Um, so I went in. It was me, Gino, and uh, Brian Keith against like Team International at the time. And I had been in the ring in like a year and a half, almost two years. And everything just clicked and flowed. And, um, oh, actually, I need to go back. Because I, I did come to books at a point when I was uh, at Tugs. And I was just trying to come yeah. and uh, train and do both. We all came as a unit. I guess, like, five people in Tug and books was just like, well, this is the price, blah, blah, blah. Y'all just can't come in here. Like, y'all own the place or whatever. So um, I left. I came back a different time. He was like, yeah, you could come whenever, like, Basically opened the door, so I came there to start to train. As long as you didn't come with the four other people, you yeah, because right? it yeah. was I could yeah. see how on the front how it came. Yeah, um, so I trained there for a while, and I wanted he wanted me to do a show, but I had to do another show, mm-hmm. and I kind of rubbed him the wrong way, and he was like, he has too much talent, he don't even know what he's doing, and I went through a phase. This was right before I went through like that that uh, tugboat phase where I just left. Yeah, so I just went through a phase, and I was just like. I'm just leave here here too and I left and went doing stupid stuff not stupid stuff in the streets um so like I came back eventually like I come back and uh book finally sees me work like in a show and a gimmick and he's like what's your what's your aspirations for this and I was like with the right people around me like I mean I want to do this for a living he's like yeah I see that and man that was let me ask you this were you always Mysterious Q always well I mean Q and then I just yeah. added Mysterious, like, Well, no, with in. the mask gimmick, you were yeah. doing that back then. That's where Book saw you as? Yeah, yeah. always in the mask. Um, so, like, with Book, like, things started to, like, kind of take off a little bit. But it was at a point where Book was just getting TV. And I was just like, man, like, me and Ryan was, like, the front runners for mm-hmm. that. So, like, a lot of things, like, when you come up to, like, how I feel now about me taking the mask off, it's like... All right, like I was here, like in the the beginning stages of them getting like the TV deal and getting all that stuff. Like with, I think we start off on Soul of the South and then went to the Cube. Mm-hmm. Like me and Ryan Davidson was like the front runners for that. That's what you were seeing. That was like the lead few that was up there, like on that TV trying to get this thing up. I mean, like later on, like Gino and Rex and them, they came and like kept it like. Now that we're on this level, it gives them that platform for that. But right. and those in those earliest days, the stages and days, it was me and Ryan Davidson, thousand percent, killing it. Cage match. My first, my first row experience. I'm just a guy who's just coming back into wrestling. I've heard the story a thousand times. You know, loved Attitude Era, Stone Cold, blah blah blah. Girls, 
high school, whatever. You just yeah. kind of stop wrestling. You stop watching it, you know. And I mean, I was 17, 18, kind of stopped. My wife had no clue I was a wrestling fan. Never talked about it with her. We, I was into punk rock and went to the shows and da da da. About 2012, was the, I think it was 2012, was the Royal Rumble. Kofi did the handstand. Yeah. My buddy says, Come watch wrestling. And we said, Bro, we don't even know any of these wrestlers. This is dumb. And he said, Just come watch it. So all the same guys we used to watch uh, Monday Night Raw with every week went back and we were all back in. We started looking up, Hey, bro, there's Booker T has a promotion here in Houston and it was a community center in Clear Lake yeah. um, and I was there Mysterious Q was there you know all my buddies and I'm the, the keep it real keep it heel guy so even back then I love the heels all my buddies throwing the Q symbol and I'm the only one just throwing booze like boo you know you had to be I, that I, one I had to be the guy <laughs> because I, I never I never cheered for the faces never did yeah. you know what I'm saying but I remember you and specifically Ryan Davidson catching my eye and being like those are the guys those are yeah. the ones you could tell y'all move different y'all there was something about y'all you know what I'm saying? I think one of the first shows I caught, uh, um, what is his name? He was around for a long time, wore red tights. Everybody hated him. He tagged with Kid Ransom for a little while. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm pride. talking about? The pride. Oh, yeah. Pride. Um, I got to give it to him, man. I think he was going against uh, oh, Simone Gust- Gustavo. Obviously. Simone Beast. That, that's when that whole thing came yeah. came about. And they hit that, uh, I think, powerbomb. Uh, he was climbing his cage match. He was climbing the cage match. Either him or Gustavo bounced off the the side of the thing, flipped in the air, powerbombed the oh, dude yeah. off the. Oh, yeah. He hit the Jerlin. Bro, yeah. I was hooked. That, that was it. Like, I was done. I've been wrestling ever since. So, um, that whole deal, you guys being what you are there, the reason I'm saying this is because I wouldn't be chopped to the chest wouldn't exist without y'all. Me and Nate Laws might not even be buddies without y'all. So, I mean, it's, it's this little weird wrestling is beautiful and changes lives concept that we're still talking about. You holding down reality wrestling back then the way y'all did because yeah. y'all definitely helped it get to another level. So, anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. I just want to give Q props from back then. Even though, I was, even though I, was, I, I was booing him, but still. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we were just doing whatever it took to like hold things down. Like, I remember we was watching an episode of the show at Books House, and some something happened. A commercial happened, and you see Pride jump off the cage, and Books just like sitting in the, in the on his couch and slumped, and he's like. Q, you think you can do a 450 off the cage? <laughs> and then laughing like books, like, baby, like, don't, like, kind of like saying, like, that's that's outlandish, don't do that. And in my head, I was like, I mean. Who was I like was, that, Charmel? Yeah. Yeah. To, towards book. And in yeah. my head, I was like, I mean, I was already thinking of this when I seen Pride mm-hmm. just do a frog you're, splash. You're back, you're back to Nick Hogan. If yeah. he can do that. Nick Hogan would have did a, did a, a double four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, no, but you're like, if Pride can do that, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. So, like, we're going, I'm doing, like, the, the TV title run or whatever, and then, like, I have to wrestle some more of these, Faith, and, like, um, which was a dope, uh, man, I love that. That whole night was... I was there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leading into it, I almost didn't do the show because my, my grandmother died, and, like, I was getting heat for not going home. Family heat. Yeah, yeah family mm-hmm. heat. And I was like, you know what? Which Book is worse than like, wrestling heat sometimes. Yeah. Book was yeah. like, we a family too, man. Like, you got to let us know something like that. So I go and I do it. Um, we're going over the match and I'm telling Faith, like, this is what I want to hit. This 450 off the cage. And he's like, no. And so, like, we're both, like, little kids, like, in the ring. Like, he's on that side. I'm on this side. And Ryan's in the middle trying to mediate. And I'm just like, bro, I just feel like we need to do this. It wasn't until that moment, like, I started to put my foot down about things. And um, the best thing about it was DDP was in my corner. That's right. So, that was yeah. the time he. That's the time he gave you the cutter. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, the dopest part of it all was just like coming out to DDP's music, like not the one that they put over the the uh, 
the network, mm-hmm. the, that watered down version, like yeah. the the one that's, that's like the Nirvana one. I mm-hmm. forgot about this. Yeah, bro. yeah. And we come out and like, bro, like the riffs and everything, bro. I was getting goosebumps. Like, man, no, this is. I forgot everything about the match at that point. Yeah, yeah. Just coming out with DDP, that was the best thing ever. And um, then we get to the match. Was that at the community center? That was at the Pasadena Convention Center. Convention, yeah. yeah. That was the one where you got the picture with him when he's doing this and you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got real cool. He, um, I'll go back to DDP in a minute. But um, we do the deal. Um, the match is almost like a squash. I start to come back. I go up to the top of the cage and blackout. So that 450, like, I wasn't all there, like, Something else took over. Like, I remember up there just stalling, like, looking, looking. So you blacked out at the top of the cage? At the top of the cage. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking. I don't remember jumping. Like, next thing I remember, like, I was there, and, like, I covered him. I was like, did I hit you? Did I get you? And that was it. And I didn't see it, and I was like, I can't remember, like, jumping. And so, like, whatever took over me, I don't know, it was just like Nick Hogan just coming <laughs> into my body. Shout out to Nick Hogan. Just boom, and it worked. I'm like, man. And, like, that was a good moment. And after that, me and DDP got cool. Um, even though at a point I was going through a rough point, probably, like, two two years ago, DDP called me. Like, I'm, like, I'm thinking something happened. Or, like, he just got the wrong number. So I call, and he's like, Q, what's going on, brother? We talking? And then he's just like, wake the F up. It's like, I talked to Book, and you know Book told me. And like at a point, Book just felt I was being lazy and like wasn't really ful- fulfilling my potential. Yeah. And um, this was right before AEW started. And he was like, this thing with Cody and AEW, it's all mental. It's all mindset. And he was on big on me about mental and mindset. Who, shout out to DDP, just... Debuted on AEW yeah, like a yeah. week ago. How old is he? 60? 60-something. 60 60-something 60 years old, jumping Diving, off the top yeah. rope. Come on. So I was just like, okay. And, like, I hung up, and that, that got, in my, got in my ass because he's motivational, but he's not hokey with it. Like, yeah. he's very Like, when he speaks, real. it's, yeah. it's Tugboat Taylor. Yeah. I mean, a whole lot less curse words, but there's curse words. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot less curse, curse words. But, but it's real. Yeah, and the yeah. message, like, stuck. And I was just like... Dude, it's like it's one thing to hear uh, Sherry tell you something. It's one thing for me to tell you something. But you got Hall of Famer. You're talking about old school. I'm talking about self high five. Just yeah. one of the oldest uh, rookies. Yeah, yeah. To, to 30, started, started wrestling at 33 years yeah. old. Yeah, Q, wake the f up and get you, and that like that's that, put something that, in you. Like, yeah. th- this is the man that uh, Chris Jericho has come on and said, "I'm solely responsible." Diamond Dallas Page, I would not be wrestling without. Yeah, him. Razor Ramon's life was changed by like wrestling. AJ Styles said, "I believe it." He right. was down right. and out, but DDP helped him get him back, got his back right and everything. Right. So this guy's doing all that, and he's calling you. Yeah, he he's changing me. lives and he's changing. Wrestling and wrestling would not be the same without this yeah. man. Yeah. They it's call him pipeline. They yeah. call him for that. He's calling you. Yeah, so he that's had the, the wherewithal just like him talking to Book. Asked how I was. Book told him, and he called me. And like that, that hit me harder than anything. Any motivational video I was looking at at the time because I didn't care about things. Like I was that that hit me. So like from that moment and probably having like probably one of the worst matches of my my life here. <laughs> That was like the change of I'm about to I'm about to get myself together, man. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel that was one of the worst matches of your life? 
Um, Who was it against, if you don't mind saying, or is that going to bury him? Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to name names if yeah. I can remember. Yeah. Uh, he said, I don't even remember the it was, dude. It was J.J. Blake, uh, Will Alday, Zach Mason, um, Cam, Cole, and me. So it was a five-way. It was supposed to be before the whole rise of the women's deal here. Mm-hmm. And before this, like I'm, I'm slowly starting to get back into wrestling because I saw a Shotzi Blackheart promo, and I'm just like, I'm just laughing at the promo. Then I start watching her matches. I'm like, okay, like you can see, like she has an idea of things. I mean, it's, a, it's not as crisp yet, but it's there. So I'm watching a lot of her matches. I'm like, oh, she's gonna be there. Oh, that's dope. Like, I'm gonna say what's up to her. Blah blah blah. And we go to have this match, and it's like maybe five people in the crowd because it's before the show. And it's to me, it just felt bad. Like books in the crowd, he's laughing, and I'm like, oh man. Mm. So we get through this, and then they cut the time, and we go back. And Cam Cole, I remember this till this day. He was so pissed. He was like, "That was embarrassing. That was never again. That was embarrassing." But I think because he just like messed up or whatever. And I was like, "Actually, yeah, that was bad." Now, and, I, and I, I told myself like, "Never again will I ever go out and like perform like that. I'll do whatever." So I started to get my stuff together and train a whole lot more often. Um, at the time, I was cool with uh, Miranda, mm-hmm. and uh, she was trying to, to train or whatever. So like, it would just be like me, her, and Gino training sometimes, Alex or whatever. And uh, we were training on a more consistent basis. And in my head, I was just like, I never want to feel the way I felt after that five-way match ever again. I've had matches with all those guys separately after, and all were better than like that match. But I think it was just. Granted, those people, the girls didn't watch it. Maybe like Hyun, because um, she was she was like just a homie and she was mm-hmm. just like giving critique. But that was about it. And um, I don't know. It's just like you never want. It was like a five way before women's night or something. Yeah, Is all that what women's it was? show. Yeah. Okay. And I remember because in that year, like I progressed so much in 2019. Mm-hmm. It took that one bad match, training, adapting the lucha style because I thought we were going to wrestle the lucha bros. Mm-hmm which I wish that would have happened, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't, to where people thought, like, I, I wrestled Lucha. That's why, like, I was big on, like, look, like, I don't, I could have stuck to my same style and perfected that and been, like, a, just a an act with that. Yeah. But I adapt different styles and try to, like, get that going. And um, I don't know, man. I just felt like there should be more to it. Like, I can... Uh, Almost like a chameleon. I, I joke behind the scenes, like, I'm a chameleon. You want me to go big man? I go big man. You want me to go lucha? I go yeah. lucha. You want me to go with these little dudes? I can do all that. And, like, I'm trying to, like, find a way to, like, put all Fiber that into one. Man. I'm not trying to have the big man police on my back, like, brother, you're too big to be doing this. Just stop. I want to yeah. change things how, I, how like, I just want to change. I hate going with the grain. I just yeah. want to change. And I think it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it all just stems from <laughs> that one bad match. <laughs> Changes stuff. Um, so we're here, man. We're starting off with you just coming out like, man, hey, I'm not happy. I've been in I this. I've been in this game. Um, anything else you want to say about that? Um, let me think, man, because I don't want to. I, I mean, it, I guess it's like sort of mental in me. Like, there's, there's times like I'm not around it because I'm just like, man, I don't. I'm just like fed up with wrestling. Like I don't, I feel like I don't get the the credit I deserve. Although I'm not owed anything, right? But at the same time, like 
most places, if you want something, you got to go and take it. Right. And I'm asking people, like, hey, like, what do I have to do? Not asking for a position. What do I have to do? Put me out there yeah. with someone. You want to work. Yeah, let me You're do not something. the, the we'll work for food guy. You're just, yeah. hey, I'm going to work and get better. To, and I'm then, trying yeah. to work to, to, like, do this for a living. Like, yeah. I sometimes take it personal, like, if there's, like, a booking. Like, you book me before it, then, like, you just stop using me. Because if I was good, you would keep booking me. You know? Yeah. Like, stop booking me and then saying, like, oh, brother, you're so good. Like, uh, if I was this good, I'd be, like, I'll be trending. I'll have more followers than I do yeah. now. Like, I've been working my whole wrestling career to try to get 2,000 followers so I can get on pro wrestling tees. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to them. They just dropped that requirement. Yes. <laughs> and I was, like, 400 followers away, and they finally dropped that so I could go start dropping merch. Out Come there. on. So, like, I guess it works at a good time because I'm going to get this whole respect the cookie or respect the talent uh, movement yes. going out there. Respected. Because that's what I just – I'm just trying to be respected, man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's – like, if you play basketball, like, I'm big on basketball. Um, if you were good, like, you were good, and people let you know, like, hey, he's good. I just kind of want that type of respect or, like, yeah. acknowledgement. Like, let me wrestle some of the top guys and be like, can I go? Like, am I up there with y'all? Because if not, then, okay, let me go work on stuff so I can get up there. Yeah. Because I'm not just trying to do this. For fun. Yeah, especially with the whole backstory of, like, going through Katrina and all that stuff just to be here and, like, wrestle at this mid Right, mid-range level. Like, I want to be up there. I want to go with all the top guys. I mean, I want to travel and just do this for a living. I'm not trying to work a regular job. <laughs> yeah, hey. But when I see, like... It's your heart. It's your yeah. passion. But, like, when you don't get, like, that type of recognition from the fans, because that's really who you're doing it for. Yeah. Like, if they don't see you that way, then a lot of people don't see you that way, and you're not getting, you're not getting that boost. You're not getting yeah. that push. So that's, like, some of the main things I see. Like... You'll push or promote these like these wrestling gift pages, which I respect it because if it wasn't for that, like I wouldn't get no stuff out there. Yeah. But some of it is just like it's sloppy, and I'm like, man, there's a whole lot of better stuff out there <laughs> right, than what right. you than what you posting. I got you. I got you. What you got, big dog? <clears throat> what I'm about to say, I'm saying for a reason, so don't take no offense to it. <clears throat> I. Hate Q. I'm sitting here right now mm-hmm. looking at him. I hate Q. Now, I'm going to tell you why I hate Q. This isn't a shoot because, honest and truthfully, he is one hell of a dude. I got much respect for him, but I hate Q. This is why I'm going to tell you why I hate yeah. Q. First off the top, he's probably one of the only guys in the business that I've met that has a sicker shoe game than me. Okay. I hate okay. Q. I hate Q. He just agreed. He didn't even yeah. like yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, I right with that logic, you know. But uh, two, it's uh, I hate that the 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 way he pushes for every time I see him, he does something better. He is that chameleon. He does it. I hate the way when I feel like I'm at a certain level, and then I see him do something, I gotta go back to the drawing board and step my game up. I hate the fact that it's that when he does something and he has the fans and he has the people in the palm of his hand, it makes me go back and everything that I've done, I got to go back and redo it. So when I say I hate you, it's not hate like I hate you like that because it's nothing like that. It's just it makes me need to feel the need and necessary and 
necessity to be better than what I am. It, you take me out of my comfort zone. Because I know that if we already was in the ring one time before, a long time ago. Yeah. But to get back in the ring with you, to be able to get in that to that point, I need to elevate where where I am now. And I'm I'm off my game right now, but I need to step my game up. And I hate, I'm like, man. I'm in the gym and I do my little cardio, I lift my weights. And then he's somewhere without his shirt on. I'm like, thank you. Man. I got to get back in there. You know what I'm saying? It's that Vegeta Goku stuff. Okay. You know? But I mean, but at the end of the day, like I said, we've been knowing each other for a long time. And it is that friendship. It is that camaraderie. You know, we don't see each other that often. But you know that any point in time that I see you, any show, is always love and respect. Yeah. Yeah, 100. Yeah. So, I mean, and to me, the wrestling business if we had a whole lot more of that and a less of the, the, the foolishness and you know what I'm talking about when I say foolishness, people disrespecting, especially people who want what you got but not willing to work for it. If we had more respect and less of that stuff, we all would be more successful. Yeah. So it's more of a, a wake-up call because if you see what Q is doing and look at everything that he's been through, Hurricane Katrina, the man lost his home. Yeah. The man had to leave everything that he had to come over here and and grow. And you had people who live down the road or you have people who have things handed to them and still not at lengths and bounds where they need to be at. It's an eye-opener. So you need to really think about what you're doing. So if you're listening to this and you're wrestling and you're at a certain level, you know who I'm talking to. Listen to this podcast. Realize it's time to step your game up. Because it's not going to get any easier. If anything, it's going to get harder. You got guys, promo class right now, you got guys training every single day to get better. The only way you're going to get better is if you're here, if you're in the gym, you're constantly doing something to elevate your game. We call um, we call Gino Goku. So I guess this is Vegeta. Yeah, that's real life, yeah. So, I look at I look at I, Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, I, I'll give him his props right there. Like Gino was like my training partner like this year of like getting everything together like I remember when he was just Thunder Jet and like mm-hmm. he wasn't like fully into it and then like he just came bleeps and bounds past me so like I look at him and things like okay well if you're doing this alright cool like I need to set my game up to do this yeah. and he always bro like there's things he has in the tank that I'd never even seen I'm just like oh you mother alright yeah. alright so definitely yeah like that's definitely like my pushing point as far as that in-ring style of that, like Gino and Ryan Davidson, like those are two. And I'll just, I had Chris Bay up there now because got in the ring with him, and I was just like. Man, that guy right there, and I love the shirt. Uh, Bay is Bay. That's so crazy, man. Yeah, it's good marketing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's good, too. I'll, I'll put it with this tidbit. Like, if you're stuck in a certain point, like have those people that you look at that, sort of pushes you pushes you and makes you want to elevate your game and step your game up. Nine times out of ten, if you're jealous of that person, that's the person you probably should be looking at because they're doing something that you probably should be doing and they're getting results that you want. And let me put it at that. True. Again, man, I'm just I'm just a dude from the crowd that happens to watch wrestling. I'm just a guy sitting across the desk from you with the microphone. I'm hearing your story. I'm hearing your frustrations, and I'm just painting this picture of a gentleman who, as a kid, in diapers, 
kind of had a destiny put in front of his eyes and stopped crying, um, overcame total loss and had to relaunch his life to have WWD Hall of Famers, you're on their heart. So you made such an impact in their lives. They took time to say, what's up with you, man? You know, and I hear you saying you're frustrated, but at the same time, I'm just kind of being a voice of reason and maybe a little bit of inspiration. I see you on all kinds of flyers, and there's a dude out there that can't get on any. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get it. Be frustrated. And you, you call it frustration. I look at you, and I get excited. I call that hunger. Like, I'm excited for 2020. Q, what's happening, man? Because this dude's ticked. He wants more, and he's going after more. And hearing this journey of where you came from and what you've overcome, coming from the streets to get in between those ropes, yeah. from, from probably carrying weapons, and gangbanging or whatever it is you're doing again to high five and Clay Roberts because that's your brother. You understand family. Do you know what I'm Dothan saying? Dothan County. Like, you know, Skipperville representing. Overcoming all that to be where you are, man, it's inspiring to me as a dude just, just watching this painting being, being pictured. So I'm just throwing words of wisdom out to you, man. I love the frustration. I love the anger. Now let's channel that into something that's going to just blow people's minds I've never seen from you. I'm looking, I'm looking and super excited about the hybrid of the big man man lucha who can technical wrestle and flip over the top ropes at the same time man yeah. and and so i say you stop caring about what anybody around you is doing you set your eyes on the platform you want to be and then jump on that top rope and bounce to where you need to be because you can with the 450 and land it because not too many people can do that you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'm excited to hear like i said i heard your journey man and it sounds like frustration here but in real life i really think it's hunger man and i'm excited to see and, and let, let that fuel you um look forward be hungry Go and grab the things you want, but at the same time, don't forget about the blessings and the journey and the that have got you where you're at. My man Nate Laws, I talk to him all the time, and I, man, I'm not throwing your business out there, Nate. But but this dude hungers to be in a row ring. Like he's like, man, I need to get with those boys, with work, with life, with whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so you're there, man. And so don't don't uh don't hit, take for granted those moments with the Genos and the Rexes and the seeing, you know, um, at the same time, man, we're giving you all kinds of props because I wouldn't be um, where I am with this wrestling thing or even I wouldn't be in a r- r- announcing, ring announcing if it wasn't for you holding it down back then for Roe and going to hold it down again, you know, and those kids are going to be like, there's going to be a dude 10 years from now telling you seven years from now, five years from now, hey man, I was at this Roe show and I saw you and now I'm in this ring because of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, man, like I said, it's just a blessing and honor to have you on on here and here because I've been watching you for a long time. And just to hear your story and hear your hunger, man, I'm excited about what's coming for 2020, Q. You know, it's not so much mysterious anymore. He has goals. He's going after it. He's yeah. doing it. You know, he's getting booked all over Texas. Some of the promotions you're with, New Texas Pro, throw some other ones out there. New uh, Texas Pro champion, by the way. Yeah, New Texas Pro champion. He's champ. like, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. He's like, man, I don't know why people don't like me. And he's holding gold. I'm, but I'm trying to carry that company, yeah. You know um, what I'm saying? Um, New Texas Pro. Um, uh, world class, world class revolution on Dallas. Um, I'm uninspired sometimes, um, which they'll take me back. Uh, Champions Cup, which they got to show this Saturday coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like this collective. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. That all these uh, promotions coming together, heavy metal. It's yeah, in Texas. Florida. There's one in Florida, um, for Mania weekend. Then there's one. Beforehand, the Texas Forever show, mm-hmm. or the, which they just announced uh, Tom Lawler for that show. So like, all these things coming up, man. I'm just trying to trying to make get your my, mark, get my name, get out there. Faye Jackson got the whole gray sweatpants battle royal. I'm trying to 
Put my meat up in that in that battle raw. <laughs> you know, to, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get. You. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. Trying, now. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make a print in that battle raw. Let's get the Urban you. Dictionary up about uh, yeah. hey, so I, I got a question for you, Big Dub. This is Just, shout out, shout out to all my white guys listening to this, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> Anthony Luso, right I'm now. looking at you, buddy. Right. I'm looking at you. They already mm-hmm. buy, they already know about blue pants, so so they look at us. Question: Has there ever been a time when you had your mask on? And you come out the back, and they got kids waiting, and they're just anticipating. Man, trying to see the mysterious Q, trying to see the Q, you know. Is Q back there? Q back there? And the whole time you're like, nah, I ain't seeing him. Once, once at, at Tugs, and like, because everybody, I'm pretty sure, like, they sort of, like, just knew. Everybody just assumed and knew, like, what I looked like outside the mask. And there was a point there was this guy with the same stature as me. And it's like, oh, we're looking for Q, and I had a hoodie on. And, like, this one guy goes, that's Q right there. And it's this other, like, black dude, my same height. And they're like, oh, Q. And I kind of just, like, slip out the back. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. It'll take the magic glaze. I'm with it, baby. Yeah. Man. See, and you moved, like, when I, you moved so lucha, I just thought you were, like, Puerto Rican or something. When I when you had first had the mask yeah. on, you know what I'm saying? Because the way you moved, it was, it was like, part of that little that style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's So I didn't know you were black for the longest time. I was trying to keep like, that, oh. that hidden, like, nah, I'm not yeah. Dominican. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were, like, Dominican yeah, or something, yeah. you know, in Spanish roots. When I first met him, I had no clue who the heck he was. I just seen him at shows. I was like, wait, what's up, man? We, we joking, clown or whatever. Mm-hmm. Next, you know, Oh, that's him. Yeah, I get, I get that a lot. Yeah. Like, I'll be at a show, it's blah, blah, blah. I didn't put my, oh, you're cute. And I was like, it's not a big deal, but yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. I know, Q's mad. Like, I can't believe they didn't recognize me. <laughs> Bro, you had a mask on for 10 years. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, sometimes I feel yeah. that way. <laughs> you know, you could Google it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mysterious Q, what do you love about professional wrestling? Um, Just how it takes me away from everything. It takes my mind away from everything, man. Um, I've been through, through through like low points to where like I don't know like where like my next meal is gonna come from or like how I'm gonna get something taken care of. And like the worst of the worst is just going on. And I get in the ring or get to a show, and I forget all that. Like I'm out there just I would say like almost like performing like like. Tugging for reactions, like knowing, like, hey, I can make you feel this way at this moment. Making, a, knowing I can make you feel this way at this moment. Knowing, like, okay, once we hit this, we will have y'all crazy. And like, just knowing that you can control a group of people like that or make them feel a certain way. That's like the best feeling of it, to me. I mean, to me at least. Thousand percent. That's the yeah. question. Nope. Mr. Nate Laws. Tell them what it is, baby. Man, you already know. Anywhere they got indie wrestling anywhere around you, go check it out. Check out my man Q. Respect the cookie tour. He getting it done. He wants that respect. He demands that respect. And you're going to give it to him whether you like it or not. Come on. Hell yeah. Put some respect on that man's name. Mm, I ain't going to say it no more. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to say to our listeners before we go? Um, Mr. Q. I would I go plug myself. I mean, I've been plugging. Yeah, each other. plug yourself. Put yourself yeah, over. Pause. Yeah. So I'm on I'm on Twitter on da mysterious q, um, or you can just put in mysterious q. I'll pop up. Uh, I'm on Instagram at mysterious q. Just type in mysterious q. I'll pop up. Um, if you want to check out mysterious q behind the mask, you can go to the Quincy Q on Instagram, and my DMs wide open over there. Uh, Come on. Come on. On Facebook under mysterious q as well. Um, 
so yeah, those are my platforms. I have a YouTube out, like a channel out, but like I haven't been putting content out there. But what you said earlier, I need to like get on the ball with that and start pumping out content on there. So on YouTube, I'm under QTube, just youtube.com backslash QTube, and uh, I'm there. So those are my platforms if you want to reach me. Um, if you want to join the Respect the Cookie movement, all this, all this, bro, like. They get a little kid listening to this right now. Respect the cookie. He's like, I want a snicker doodle. I want a chocolate chip. We're going to talk about that. Whatever, yeah, we need to get that going. <laughs> Start coming out with cookies. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. There's a whole line of cute cookies. Cute cookies. There you go. Hell yeah. Merchandise, baby. Nice right there. Well, we're back with our first episode of 2020, Shot to the Chest Radio with your boy Chevy Chavari, the excellence of podcast execution. Just a shout out to my man, Q, sitting across from me, brother. I'm super excited what's going down for 2020 for the Q, man, all kinds of stuff. Um, we're going to see this, this this frustration turn to hunger, turn into glory, man. I just have a good feeling for you this, this year, bro. Um, my man, Mr. 409, Nate Laws, always in the building. Thank you so much to all our listeners, to all our sponsors. Man, we wouldn't be doing this without you thanks to all the guys who shoot us messages and, and just just are super involved in what we're doing we're getting a lot of comments from a lot of fans hey bring this guy on bring this guy on it shows that that you guys care and that that pops me man i get super excited so again this is chop to the chest radio Woo! we are out baby first episode 2020 boom